Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. It feels like it's been a while. It hasn't actually been a while, um, but I was out of town for like the past two weeks and I didn't even have internet for um, over half that time. And so I had to actually record the last couple podcasts and do the blogs uh, before I left. Um, But actually, I hadn't quite put my blog up for, I hadn't quite finished it when I lost internet because I lost internet at a certain place I was at. Uh, momentarily, unexpectedly, and and then the second place we were going, we knew we wouldn't have internet. Um, so actually, in in Canada, which is which is where we we were headed to for the second stop, I actually had to stop at a like rest area, and from there is where I got the the blog post up. Um, not last Monday, but the Monday before then. So that was fun. Um, but it feels good to be back and, uh, back more into a normal swing of things here. Um, and with this podcast, we're going to talk about song titles a little bit. I realized I hadn't, I hadn't, I haven't even touched song titles. We've done some arranging stuff. I feel like we've done a, a pretty good amount of music theory stuff so far. And, um, Obviously, some some more opinion things, and um, lots of stuff on lyrics. I love I love lyrics. I'm a big lyric guy, um, so we've talked about that a good amount, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more. Um, but song titles is something that to me is is pretty important because it's it's the identity of your song at at the end of the day, and I, I know some people see it as like. Uh, it's it's just a, a thing for like you know when I post the song to Spotify you know it can't be song number one and song number two, um, but I don't agree with that and a part of it is unfortunately uh, marketing which is probably why if you'll notice there's a trend of using like text speak in. In song titles like Thank You Next, which I hate that song, but I will not go on a tirade because I appreciate you being here and I don't know if you want me to. So I'm not going to do that, but it's all in lowercase. It has a comma in the title, which is also not super common, but that's fine. And then the U is a just the letter U. And then I'm pretty sure next is just NXT or something. Or like way back in the day with uh, I'm a Slave for You, so I think it's Slave for You, but the four is a just like the number four by Britney Spears. Um, and I, I have to imagine that was before texting was a huge thing because Britney Spears, but um, I don't actually know off the top of my head what date that was. But the point is that a part of the reasoning for this is... Um, 
you know, for, for some of these songs, there might be a song before that already had that title or a similar title. And it's just that much easier, I'm sure, with marketing to search for it and with Google search engine, all that stuff to just have, you know, the memorable, if in my opinion, stupid text speak style title. So point is, there's a lot that goes into a song title. And I understand that there's also the marketing aspect and we'll maybe touch on that again, but that's that's not really where we're concentrating. Um, if you've if you're new to this podcast, you might not know, but um, here we're I, I'm I'm not here to teach you to be a pop star, and I'm not here to teach you commercial success. And there are other people out there that are doing that, and some people are doing a great job of that kind of stuff. Like I follow Rick Barker, for instance. He's very good at that stuff. Um, just like there's great people for recording. Like um, what introduced me to the whole concept of of, of content like this um, is Graham Cochran from The Recording Revolution. And I've spent an ungodly amount of money on his uh, courses, and he's fantastic. So um, if you want recording stuff, he's a great guy to go to. I'm probably going to start diving into recording at some point. Probably, maybe. Um, but here, what we're concentrating on is writing great songs. And when I say great songs, so there's no confusion. I'm saying a song that is a genuinely good, well-written song. Not super, like, artsy and pretentious, necessarily. Because um, I, I don't like stuff that's trying too hard. But also not stuff where every decision you make is simply, how do I get on the top 40? Um, because we're better than that. Um, or that's my hope, if we're listening, if you're listening. Um, that that's who you are, because that's who I am. I want to write a song I'm proud of, that will touch people, that will make people uh, feel a certain way. And, you know, if that means less money but more impact, I'm okay with that. So anyway, um, that's sort of the attitude we're coming from with this, um, is not, this is not a how to choose a song title for the best marketing. That's not what this is. This is how to choose the best song title that artistically your song demands. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's jump in. So basically, I came up with three factors I thought were the significant factors in how you sort of think through what your song title should be. And the first one is called the association factor. And the association factor is basically um, that when somebody hears somebody else ask, hey, have you heard such and such song by so-and-so? They should pick up on, ah, oh, that sounds familiar. Because even though they may have, for instance, you hear somebody that I used to know on the radio. But because the radio at this point very rarely says somebody that I used to know by Gautier or Gautier or however you say it. Um, you just heard that song and thought, wow, I, I actually like that song. 
and then had no idea who it was or what it was called. Um, but when somebody says, hey, have you heard the song Somebody That I Used To Know? You probably are like, oh, oh, that's okay. It makes sense that that's the name of it. And that's who it's by. So now I know. Because um, that title fits very well with the song in that there's a strong association with that with that lyric and that song because he, the, the the theme of it is that you know this, this person used to be somebody close to you somebody that you you know had a a relationship with and now they're just somebody that you used to know somebody that i used to know so when you hear somebody ask about that song like you you know what song it is and that strong association is is something that is desirable and it's not necessarily that the three factors we go over on this podcast it's not necessarily that all three of them are necessary um but if you can have all three great and We'll take an example from um, one of my songs. So this is on the first and only album I did with my uh, first band. Um, it's called Won't Be Tonight, and the, it comes from the chorus lyric. And the chorus lyric is the following. So this night seems so long, just waiting to hear it's all a bad dream. Maybe someday it will be all right. But no, it won't be tonight. So in that, and especially... If you hear how it's sung, you can, you can tell that the attention is being brought to, but no, it won't be tonight. So it makes sense that won't be tonight would be um, the title. So even if somebody didn't know that that was the title of the song, if they had heard the song and then I asked them, hey, have you listened to won't be tonight? They probably would be like, oh, yeah, 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 I have. And that's really what this association factor is. Um, but... Note that, and I think I'm going to do another podcast about this, but um, obviously the song title doesn't, e even with the association factor, so for example, take Won't Be Tonight, it's in the course, and Somebody I Used to Know, that's also from the course, but it doesn't always have to be. Um, a good example of a song that has a repeated lyric throughout the song um, that is an obvious associative choice uh, but is never said in the chorus would be Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Um, because throughout the song, it, usually opening a verse, it starts with, you got a fast car. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a constant theme. It's the theme that sort of ties everything together. And it's also a, a common recurring lyric. Um so if you've heard that song, you've now heard you've got a fast car, you've got a fast car, you've got a fast car so many times. And, you know, it's the first line of the song. It ends the last stanza of the song. You know, it's not the last line of it, but I believe the last part is. No, I think the last part is the chorus. So I'm wrong on that. But um, by the end of that song, it's you, you know how you get like a song stuck in your head sometimes, but you only know one line. For that song, if there's one if you have heard the song and you get it stuck in your head, 
but you only know the one line, I basically guarantee that it's going to be you get a fast car. Um, in fact, that's I, I, I like and respect the song, but I honestly haven't heard it enough to like know that many of the lyrics, and that might even be true of me, um, even though I'm talking about it on this podcast. So in that case, right, it's not in the chorus at all, but it's still the most obvious lyric to operate as the title because it has such a strong association with the song in, in, in multiple ways, too, because it's also the theme, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So our second factor here is the memorable factor. So there has to be 10,000 songs with the title Tonight. It started to become a thing that every, I noticed every artist, almost, that I was listening to at some point in high school, uh, that whatever artist I was listening to in high school, like all of them had a Tonight. And it's not like they were covering all the same song, right? Like, no, they just, Tonight was such a common title that um, it just happened over and over again. I feel like Forever is one of those two. Like, I, I know at least, four songs with the name forever, which is not, which, you know, I'm not hating on any of these songs, by the way, because there's definitely at least one tonight that I like. And there is one forever that I love and it's by my favorite artist. So I'm not hating on this, but, um, or, or you, right? Like uh, there's probably a bunch of songs that are called you, maybe not, um, or your song, but you know, those titles that you feel like uh, I've heard that a million times before and doesn't really stick out. Like, your song. Like, if you heard a song called your song, you probably wouldn't really remember that very well. Like, your song, really? And that, again, might not, depending on the lyrics, that might not be true. But something tells me that it's not saying your song multiple times in your song. Um, so if somebody asks you if you've heard Tonight before, you probably had, like, 50 songs cross your mind. And then you forgot the other 50 that you know with that title. And you're probably just left in a state of, uh, maybe? I, I don't know. But uh, to go back to Fast Car, if you've heard Fast Car before, or Ants Marching, for instance, or Jailhouse Rock, you probably already know the answer. Like, yes, I've heard that song before. Before they even finish the question. Before they even finish the last word before the question mark, you're like, yep. Fast car, know what it is. Yep, ants marching, know what it is. Yep, jailhouse rock, know what it is. And especially with ants marching, there's not even a strong associative factor there. If we go back to our first one, um, because it's very easy to listen to that song and not really ever catch the ants marching part, which is partially because um, he is extraordinarily lazy about diction or just doesn't care. So it's kind of hard to tell what he's singing uh, is, cer is certainly part of it. And I think if I remember correctly, Ants Marching is just something brought up once in the song. Um, but, um, but it is memorable um, because there probably aren't too many other songs called Ants Marching. And it's just, it's just, it, it conjures up an image that's kind of hard to forget. Um, sort of like Jailhouse Rock or even Fast Car. And ha having a memorable song title like that, uh, it's, it's probably going to just stick in people's minds. And, and it's good to have that, right? 
if you if you can choose between your song being called your song and ants marching assuming that in this case both of them would make sense um you probably should go the ants march <coughs> excuse me you should probably go the ants marching route right and you know not necessarily ants marching cuz obviously now that's already taken and now it would just feel like a copycat cuz it's oddly specific but you know, if it's grasshoppers flying or some other whatever, like you, you probably you probably want to go towards the one that is more memorable. Um, and it, uh, may, maybe an instance off the top of my head I can think of of this is there's a song I've, I've mentioned it before. In fact, I think if you listen to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, which if you haven't, go back and check it out. I think it's podcast podcast 30 um re- really really good one i'm pr- proud of that one uh i basically it's called it's about iter- iterative lyric writing and we just took a chorus of a song that i'm writing flightless the same one that i'm about to talk about here um sorry not the same song i lied but anyway now that i'm talking about it Go back and listen to it. It's iterative lyric writing. It will revolutionize the way you write lyrics and will really help you with less pressure, write much better lyrics over time, um, and will just sort of change your whole creative process in, in a really great way. Um, it's, I don't want to say it's changed my life because it sounds over, but it just it permeates everything I do in life. Uh, all my goals, what I do at work, what I do at home, uh, cranking out these podcasts and blogs and making the website better and writing my lyrics and recording, like just everything. I'm using this iteration concept. Um, so go back and listen to that. But anyway, from the same EP, it's not the same song that I'm about to talk about. Um, the, the, the entire chorus of this song is I'm still here and I'm still here. Um, that's all it says. It's 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 almost not even a chorus as much as a alternate section. But um, no, normally I tend to be, if anything, wordy. Um, and in this case, I decided to be more minimalistic, partially because the plan is that there's three part harmony. Well, not really harmony. There's three different parts going at the same time, singing "I'm still here." It's sort of it's sort of a different thing than I've done before. Um, but I won't dive too in, too much into that. Point is, that would be very easy to name the song "I'm Still Here," except that that feels like I've heard that before. And a part of the reason for that is my favorite artist, and for a while was my favorite song of all time, and still is maybe or is close, um, and is still my favorite artist uh, by Vertical Horizon has a song named "I'm Still Here." Um, but it also feels like it. So, so, so part of it's like a respect thing. Like he did that and I don't want to make the second best. I'm still here because, you know, if I think it's the, just such a great song, who, who am I to try to write another one with the same title? So part of it is that, but a part of it is I'm still here. Just feels like, um, it feels like it's been done because it has, he already did it. And uh, maybe other people have done it too. I'm I'm not really sure. It sounds like a song title that at some point somebody else would have done as well. Um, but there's also a recurring theme throughout it that to me ties the song better thematically. And 
and also on an, on the other side is just more interesting to me, and that's bridge to anywhere. Uh, there's this concept of taking a bridge to anywhere that sort of develops and evolves over the song, and the title of the song is Bridge to Anywhere. Now, Bridge to Anywhere is only mentioned in verses. It's never mentioned in the chorus. Uh, it's never mentioned in the bridge. It's, it's only mentioned twice. Uh, once at the end of the first verse, I believe, or is it second verse? And then one sets at the end of the last verse. Um, but that, to me, was more memorable. So I decided to go in that direction. And I love it. Um, to me, when I hear Bridge to Anywhere, like my, my um, if you had a picture of my brain, I feel like my brain lights up and I think of like all the different things that that can mean. Um, whereas I'm still here, um, while I love that statement, it's kind of like somebody that I used to know. I'm still here. It's kind of like that to me. Like it's simple and yet very profound at the same time. Um, but anyway third factor is the theme factor, which I've touched on this already. And the reason for that is that it's hard to not touch on it because in my mind, this is the ultimate important factor. And I think, uh, one should always keep the memorable factor in mind and one should always keep the association factor in mind. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I think what's really important here is the theme factor. Um, so really, it's the idea that your song title should tie together this theme of the song. So, so to go back to making fun of tonight, um, I bet you that there is are zero songs. There are zero songs named tonight where the theme is tonight or at all related to tonight. Because tonight is just it's tonight. I mean, like it, it's a meaningless thing, right? Like tonight can be anything. It's today. Like, there's so few cases where that could actually mean anything. But to take Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, for example, again, um, the, the whole song revolves around this theme of dreaming of escaping and not really being able to escape despite having a fast car. Because the whole song's about, like, dreaming of escaping all this stuff with a fast car. And in a way, they do. But then she ends up being stuck again because the person she's with ends up being basically her father version two. And then at the end of the song, she's again hoping the fast car will help her get away. Um, but the whole theme of the song is about escape. And, and the symbol of escape in the song throughout is fast car. So this pulls the whole song together. Or to go back to somebody that I used to know. Um, not only is that lyric present throughout the song, but the theme of the whole song is, you know, actually, actually while we're on it, um, I feel like somebody that I used to know is a, a masterful display of how you can do a love song and a, a specifically a breakup song. You know, we're like, you know, there's a million breakup songs in the world, right? So it can be hard to make one stick out or it's just, at least not easy to make one stick out. Um, but it's the, his attitude towards it, which is captured by somebody that I used to know that makes it so different and made it successful, right? There's, there's so many songs out there that are, 
you know, you broke up with me and I hate you now. Or I, you broke up with me and ha, look at me over here. I'm doing just fine without you. Spunky. You know, and you just broke up with me and I'm crying. Like there's a million versions of those, right? So how do you stick out? Um, and one way is like, for example, take my won't be tonight. I, I, I thought that my twist on it of acknowledging that someday it will be all right. But for tonight, you know, don't tell me like, cause people always are like, Oh, someday it will be okay. But no, it, but it won't be tonight. And I need to have this time to heal and to be sad. And you need to let me have that. You need to have me, let me have this morning. And some of the other themes too is, is a, a newer twist on it. So that's what I was trying to do. I, I didn't just want to write another breakup song. And somebody that I used to know is a great, great example of this. Um, because the the whole theme revolves around s- sort of this this unique blend of bitterness and sadness that is in just the phrase somebody that I used to know. There's a sadness to that, right? Because you used to know them so well, so intimately. And now they're just another person. They're no different than somebody else you went to high school with or somebody else you knew when you were 24 or they're just another person now. And there's a, there's a real tragedy to that. And that's really captured in somebody that I used to know. So between fast car and somebody that I used to know, some real great example of, of this theme factor. And another example by an artist I love, um, is Superman by five for fighting. Now this, so, um, fast car is an example of course, of a common lyric that happens throughout the song, even though it's not in a chorus. somebody that I used to know is a recurring lyric that isn't a chorus. Um, but Superman by five for fighting, that word is not in the song at all. But it's what ties the whole song together. Because if you take Superman out of the equation, the song just turns into a song that's, that's you know, it's not easy to be me, is sort of what the song ends with, is it's not easy to be me. And that's been said before, right? Like, that's not, that's not, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, and that is true of that as well. Uh, we all would say that, right? It's not that easy to be me. Uh, it's not as good to be me as you think it is. My life isn't as perfect as you think it is. And what really makes that compelling, though, is that it's Superman saying that, right? Because we we have this this view of Superman, and, and honestly, superheroes almost exist. This is starting to change because especially with the Dark Knight trilogy and stuff, we're starting to like the grittier stuff. Um, but for a long time, like superheroes were sort of this, this escape where things can be perfect. And Superman is, is a near perfect character who's basically unstoppable and is resoundingly good. And, um, and you think, man, what I wouldn't give to be that guy, you know, he's got perfect hair and perfect muscles and, and, and perfect powers and he has everything, right? So it makes 
this song interesting is that it's Superman who is um, admitting that he, he has problems too and that it's not that easy to be him. And there are, are, I would say, more than hints throughout the song that it's about Superman. Like, it's pretty obvious. I can't stand to fly. I'm not that naive. Men weren't meant to ride with clouds between their knees. Okay, so it's pretty obvious, you know, he like, he physically is flying. And then, I'm only a man in a silly red sheet. So, cape, basically. Digging for kryptonite on this one-way street. So, so like, it's, it is made clear in the song that this is Superman talking. That it's, it's not easy to be me. And, and that even your heroes, um, you know, don't have it quite as good as you think they do. And... The title of Superman is what really ties that together. Because if you somehow missed who it was about Superman, it's right there. So that's part of it, right? And the other part of it is when you tie everything together, and I, I think technically the title of the song is Superman, and then in parentheses, it's not easy. So it's not easy is, is sort of the, the obvious lyrical choice. Um, but Superman is what ties it together. It's what really makes the song... The song and what makes it special is that Superman is the one who's saying, I'm only a man, and it's not easy to be me. And that's what makes this song so compelling. So Superman and having the title Superman is is to me what really brings this song almost to the next level. And and to me that's why I think it's important to think about um, song titles because you can choose it and be lazy um, or you can because a great song title can almost make the song better which most of us think of like the song quality and the song title is totally not connected and for the most part that's true um, but with a really great song title, you can you can take your song almost to the next level because of how in tune with the song your title is and how perfect it is for the song and how perfectly it matches the song and how perfectly memorable it is for the song and how perfectly it ties in with the theme of the song, most importantly. So, um, I just want to say... Um, I know I say this, I think, in the pre-recorded parts of the beginning and the end and all that, but I want to take this time to really thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. I just looked before recording this podcast how many are listening and how many are downloading, and it's just really exciting. And seeing the growth gives me that incentive and drive to keep going. Um, but since there's so many of you guys listening, I also have to ask again, and I know it's in the pre-recorded, um, and there's a reason for that is that I really, uh, need your help really, uh, which is that I want to keep going. I want to grow. I want to get to the point where like, you know, maybe I can have two podcasts a week and the second one is just answering, uh, questions from you guys. And I want to be able to do all that stuff. 
And to do that, we just really need to grow this. And I, I feel like the, the content that I'm, I'm trying to give and, and what I'm trying to do would, would help a, a lot of different people out there who might be musicians, who want to become songwriters, or who are just di- starting to dive into songwriting, or really even seasoned songwriters. Um, because I, I personally believe that, you know, even if, say, you're a web developer, a software developer with 10 years experience, you can learn something from the guy who has one year experience. So even if, you know, you're a 50 year old songwriter who's done it for 30 years, I would like to think you could still learn something from me, just as I obviously could learn something from you. Um, so for that, I just ask that you guys leave a review, especially on iTunes. That would help a lot, uh, to help it rank a little higher, to help more people find it. And then if you know somebody that would benefit, uh, shoot them over to this podcast and let them know. Um, because yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're still listening to this, that means you, you like it. So you should, you should want it to continue and you should want it to, you know, do well and help other people, right? Like you don't, you don't want to just hoard this knowledge to yourself. You want, uh, hopefully, hopefully you want, um, you share my passion that we all kind of like learn together and we all get better together and uh, we make the next generation of songwriters and in, in this generation of songwriters, right? Because, you know, I'm this generation of songwriter and you're this generation of songwriter um, that there, there still be quality music out there, um, which sometimes feels hard to find in today's day and age and especially with pop radio. Um, and that's my passion and I hope that's your passion. So best way you can help me out is let a friend know and then leave a review, hopefully positive on iTunes. Um, that will help this podcast tremendously. And I appreciate that. And, uh, whether you do or don't, um, I appreciate you listening and appreciating you stick with this podcast week after week. Um, if you're new here, welcome. I'm super happy to have you. Uh, be sure to check out some of the other podcasts, whether or not you liked uh, this one, because I might be rusty after a couple of weeks of, of not recording podcasts, even though I've been releasing them. Um, and and definitely, if there's if there's one that just is recent that I remember that just I'm so passionate, so everybody should check out. Uh, I'd like to make a whole course on it really is, um, the iterative songwriting one. I believe it's podcast 30. Really check that one out. Uh, I dive into and go through every step that I went through to take, uh, my chorus for the song from kind of corny and just ugh, to, to, to really, to really pretty good. Um, and I show you all the steps and how I got there. And I just think it's really helpful. I think it's half an hour or so. Um, and I think it will really help you out. So Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.